0: I want a sugar. I know you like Welcome to episode 267 What to do if someone you care about also overdrinks. Well, hello, hello, hello. Welcome back to the podcast. I'm happy to be here with you all today. So, I am pulling my followers on the socials about what they wanted to hear about on the podcast. And this topic was one of the first responses. So I'm going to read the question. The question was, how can you positively influence someone you care about who is over drinking such that it is negatively impacting not only your relationship with them, but many areas of their life and how they show up? Setting your own boundaries is often difficult enough, but also watching their life fall apart is painful. How to support and inspire positive changes. This is an excellent question, so thank you for asking it. So it's complicated, (laughs) right? And one podcast episode probably isn't going to be enough, but I'm going to give it a shot. So the first thing I want to acknowledge is usually people who, Work on stopping over drinking themselves, start to notice all of the drinking around them, right? And so we become so much more aware of the quantity of alcohol that people in our lives are we associate with are consuming. Okay. This is a very normal thing, um, because you're thinking about it a lot and you're working on it and you're processing and changing your identity. And, you know, it's just, it's on your mind a lot when you're changing your relationship with alcohol, which is, it's supposed to be, this isn't a problem. And then you might notice people in your life that are drinking a lot, right? Because you're not, and you're more aware And you might want to tell them all the things (laughs) and share with them all the tactics and things that you're learning. And I just my first piece of advice on this is to pump the brakes, pump the brakes, slow it down. I know that you're excited about it and you want to share that it can be different because you're seeing something different and you might be experiencing something different. And so the best thing I think you can do if you're sort of in this honeymoon phase and like your mind is kind of blowing up around changing your relationship with alcohol is keep focusing on you, keep doing the work yourself, and eventually those around you will see that, right? And they might start asking you questions. So I'm, I've i also done a podcast episode around husbands and spouses who drink. And I had a panel of my clients come on and just dis- and discuss how their work on changing their relationship with alcohol positively influenced their partners and how across the board there was at least a 50% reduction in how much their partners were drinking because they weren't drinking as much, right? And so from my experience coaching a lot of people and in my own life, the people around me naturally cut back because I wasn't drinking. It's sort of like it was just an influence that I had in my household with my friendship groups. I noticed that, you know, I would have people over or whatever, and they wouldn't drink near the quantity that we used to because I wasn't drinking. And if I was hosting something in the past, I would buy a lot of wine and just keep pouring it, right? So then they were just kind of like along for the ride and drinking more. But when that was removed, right, and I'm not providing alcohol, maybe out of a group of like eight people, one person would bring a bottle of wine and and a couple people might have a glass. Like it was a significant reduction in how much they're drinking. So I want to give you hope that if you can just pause and focus on yourself naturally it's going to help them drink less. Okay. And then if you have somebody that, you know, you're going along, you're drinking less and you have somebody that you're really worried about. Okay. You can bring it up in a very loving way. The best time to not bring it up is after they've been drinking. (laughs) Okay. Don't bring it up when you are triggered in response to their drinking. So if you're upset, maybe the next morning, Right. Or while they're drinking, it's it's this is part of the work that I teach is to pause and process how you Mm -hmm. feel. Maybe go to your journal and write out how you feel about it and let that kind of settle down and and simmer down before you have a conversation with them. Remember, when emotions are high, intelligence is low and engaging with somebody who's either hungover or tired from drinking the night before or in the process of drinking is not the best time to approach a subject. So the best way that you can do that is from a place of love and care, right? So if you're observing somebody that you love drink too much, you know, have, a, have an intimate conversation with them when it's not happening, when you're not triggered and when they're not triggered, okay? And it can sound something like this. Hey, so have you noticed that I am not drinking so much. And if, and if you aren't drinking and you're listening to this podcast, um, you're already sober or something like that, you could just be like, Hey, you know, I've noticed that, you know, I feel better when I don't drink so much. And I don't know if you've noticed that I've really cut back on my drinking. And I just wanted to see if you wanted to ask me any questions about that. Um, you know, I've noticed that you, have been drinking a little bit, and I'm just wondering what might be going on for you. How's work? How's family? You know, ask them some questions, like ask them how they're doing. Because remember, usually it's not about the alcohol. Yes, alcohol is an addictive substance, but we're using it as a tool to help us deal with something, right? And people who overdrink, it's usually because, in, in the people that I help, they're women who are overworked, overstressed, overstretched with all the things that they have going on. They might be empty nesters dealing with new um, feelings of boredom or loneliness. Um, there might be big life transitions going on. So there's stuff going on for them. And they've gotten into a pattern of drinking to deal with whatever it is. And so if you're worried about somebody, asking them those questions to start a conversation, a deeper level, more intimate conversation is probably more helpful. And so you can understand them more versus going in on, you know, preaching about alcohol. Okay. So that would be a loving way to start that conversation. Be like, hey, you know, I really love you and I don't want this to come off as bad or like I'm up in your business or anything, but I've noticed that you've been drinking and regardless of that i just want to check in with you how are you doing mm-hmm. what's going on you know can you do you want to talk to me about anything and if they're mm-hmm. quiet or reserved that's absolutely okay give them the space they may not want to talk about it right now it may mm-hmm. be coming out of like like out of right field or whatever and just tell them that you care about them and that you love them and that you're here for them okay if their drinking is so bad that it's affecting you and you are, say it's your spouse or your partner and you're at home with them, right, and you don't like the way they act when they're drinking, then it's probably time to make some boundaries. So again, going back to what I was just talking about, not engaging with them when you're triggered and they're drinking, not a good idea. Um, nothing will come out of that. Not that, it, you know, you might end up in a fight or anything. It's just that, you know, you won't be heard and they don't want to talk about it because they're already in the process. So again, waiting to a better time when, you know, people are more neutral to bring it up. And just my advice is, hey, you know, I really don't like it when you drink and act, you know, this way and give them a couple of examples that makes me feel fill in the blank. Um, and so if you do that, I'm going to go in the other room. Right. So it's like a boundary that you're creating for yourself that you will do something if they continue that behavior. And you're not saying you have to quit drinking or you have to stop because it makes me uncomfortable. You are taking responsibility for yourself and removing your situ- yourself from that situation when they are doing something that they that you don't like. OK, so that's basically what that sounds like. And, you know, to be full transparency, I've had recent conversations with my own husband. He um, has had an uptick in his drinking. And um, when I first started this work, he was a definite ho- heavy, heavy over drinker. Like we would get in fights and we would party a lot together. We got married in a winery, if you remember that. Um, so we had a long history. We met in college partying. You know, we had a long history of heavy drinking and partying. And so when I first started this work, that's where he was with his relationship with alcohol, you know, and it it took about six or seven months for him to come along. And I did have to have a difficult conversation with him. He went out one late, real, one night really late. This was at the very beginning. probably It was probably like four or five months in, six months maybe, to my own work and changing my drinking. And he went out all night. And I he didn't come home. And I was very worried about him. And so I had a, the next, like, you know, like it wasn't even the next day. I think it was a couple of days later. I had to have a heart-to-heart with him and be like, I need you to know that I'm not doing this. You know, so I'm not telling you what to do, but if you continue with this, I it's not going to work out. <laughs> and then eventually it, it didn't happen right away, but eventually he came along. He ended up taking a long-term break and really cutting back. And, um, you know, he still doesn't drink very much, but in the last couple months, because of some changes at work and he's had some uptick in stress and some family stuff going on, he has increased his drinking again. And so I had to have another intimate, vulnerable conversation with him. And it's, again, it's never in the moment. It's just like, I love you so much. This is what it sounds like. I love you so much. And I care about you so much. And I want to live a long, healthy life with you. And as you know, I am somebody who doesn't drink and I don't like being around people who drink a lot. And I've noticed that you've been drinking a lot and I'm worried about you because you're on mm-hmm. cholesterol meds and um ant- antidepressant medications. And if we want to really give these things an opportunity to work, we got to reduce the inputs, <laughs> the toxic inputs that we put into our body to see what we can do here. And you know, it would just opened up a conversation that we had. So that's what it kind of sounds like. And it's not like you're saying, I need you to quit drinking. That's, it's just sharing how you feel, right. And sharing your concern in a non triggered, you know, sort of heightened episode event type scenario. So that's my best advice. And then if, again, following up, like, so if, if my husband was drinking, I, you know, he generally doesn't drink around me, but if I see him drinking, I just go in the other room. Like I just separate myself and then, you know, if I need to, I'll bring a bag up. And I'm like, I'm not sure if you've noticed this or not, but you know, it, when you drink, it disconnects us and I want us to be connected. So that's a choice that you're making. Right. And I just sort of leave it at that and then let them decide what they want to do. The thing about this is that alcohol is an addictive substance and it's complicated. And when you're addicted to it, your brain, the other person's brain is going to tell them all the stories. They might get mad at you. They might be defensive, right? And tell you that they have all their shit together and nothing's wrong and they function and they go to work every day and they've never missed a day of work and blah, 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 blah. And I I just want you to know that that's really the addiction to the alcohol, their attachment to alcohol is saying that. And the more you can kind of understand the addiction side of it, it helps you have a little bit more empathy for them and understanding. And everybody is on the spectrum of the addiction thing. Um, you know, if once you start drinking, like you're on it and you can get addicted to it, it doesn't matter what, you know, like what family you came from or anything. It's just humans get addicted to things. It's how we're programmed and wired. And the more that you can understand that, um, I think the more understanding you'll have for the other person and you can have more patience for them. So all of that to say, um, you can't control other people. (laughs) You can share how you feel, have vulnerable conversations. And then if you need to have some boundaries for yourself, about what situations you will be in and what situations, um, you will allow them to be in your life. That's probably the next step. And it sucks. A lot of people are affected by this. So if you do have people in your life that are over drinking, I feel you, I hear you, you know, it, and just know that there is help out there. You can share my podcast. You can share other resources. I mean, there's so many different online resources now available. um, you know, sometimes I think when when it's a family member a close friend or something, you know, and it's this type of issue, they don't might not want the thing that you're doing, right? So it'd be give them some options. Be like, you know, I'm I'm listening to this podcast or I've read this book and it's been really helpful for me, or you know, like even if you're not suffering with over drinking right now and this is, you know, you have somebody in your life like this, you could say things like, I've heard this book is really good. A lot of my friends that have struggled with this have recommended this book. I got a copy for you. Um, or if they don't like reading, you know, podcasts or audiobooks. a really great one to share is like the Matthew Perry story. His audiobook, it's a memoir, is around his addiction. Highly recommend that for everybody to listen to, no matter if you're struggling with um, alcohol addiction or you know somebody who's struggling with it, it really helps you get a better depth of understanding of what somebody with a bad addiction struggles with. And it's probably not, you know, what your friends are struggling with, but it just helps you understand it a little bit more. So I hope that helps. Be patient in the end. Pump the brakes. Don't react in the moment. Think about it. Let yourself process your own feelings around it. Know that your own actions around your relationship with alcohol and you just focusing on you is probably the most effective and the most gentle way to influence change around you and if you need to have you know difficult or intimate conversations around it don't do it when you're triggered or the other person is drinking and share resources so that's my advice for you um thank you for asking this question and If you are wanting to share my resources, I would love for you to share my Alive AF coaching program or my sober coaching and retreat packages or just this podcast. So you sharing my work goes a long way. I just posted this on socials. Most people who struggle with overdrinking aren't openly sharing that they are struggling because there's so much shame associated with having an overdrinking issue. So even if you aren't somebody who's struggling and you're familiar with my work, I would really appreciate you sharing my podcast, you sharing my Facebooks and my socials. It's at Coach with Angela Mecenic. And just say, hey, I know this woman who helps people stop over drinking. If you happen to know of anybody or suffer yourself, she's a great resource. That's all you have to say. You don't just because you share it doesn't mean that people are going to associate you with having a drinking problem. So I know that that is a fear that some people have. So anyway, thank you all for listening. And I can't wait to answer more questions on the podcast. Talk to you soon. Oh, before I go real quick. Did you hear that wine free work week is happening? So. I'm going to put the link in the show notes, but on March 4th through March 8th, I'm hosting my famous Wine-Free work week Challenge. It's free, and if you sign up, you get daily support with me on Zoom through live coaching calls. You get a private Facebook community. There's prizes. There's a fun playlist. It's super fun and easy to do, so I highly, highly recommend you join me live for the Wine-Free work week Challenge. If you haven't worked with me before, this is a great opportunity to to take me for a test run and see what it's like to have me as your life coach to help you stop over drinking. All right. Hope to see you there. Bye. I want you to check out angelamacenic.com forward slash alive AF. You know what it's like to have a desire to cut back on your drinking, right? You start to read books, listen to podcasts, try things, but you might not be able to yet Put all the pieces and suggestions together in a way that actually makes sense and works for you you might struggle with beating yourself up after an overdrink. you might get frustrated with yourself when you take two steps forward and then another two steps back and get overwhelmed with what's right and wrong about your relationship with alcohol your friends tell you that you should be able to have just one drink and it isn't a big deal you might be white knuckling through urges and resisting instead of peacefully processing them and you might struggle with your identity as someone who has enjoyed having a lot of wine or alcohol in your life it's around you all the time it's what you do and who you are well after five years of successfully coaching hundreds of women through these struggles i have created the alive af membership where women like you can learn the basics on what it takes to cut back and reach your goals with alcohol, whether it is to just drink less or totally quit. And when you join, you will get the exact framework I used to change my own relationship with alcohol and still use today that has led me to be alcohol free for over five years. You're going to get access to my resources, videos, and worksheets that have been proven to change and reduce how much you drink. Every day, you can ask questions, share your obstacles, and get coaching and direct support on the challenges you will face with love and no judgment. Also, you will get immediate access to workshops like uncovering your alcohol identity and changing it, how to say no to things that don't support your new identity or life or goals, aka boundaries, <laughs> a workshop called Creating Emotional Agency, and Another one, how to manage your mind to succeed at your goals and more. Every month we have a brand new workshop. These workshops are filled with step-by-step prompts and instruction to help you create the exact relationship with alcohol that is best for you. My mission and vision for Alive AF is to be a hub of support and resources for women to come and learn how to do what is best for them and becoming more alive in the process. When you join, you're going to learn how to take care of yourself better, how to feel good and become more alive and go after the life that you really want. I want this membership to be affordable and an easy solution where you can get all the help you need in one simple place whenever you need it. So no need to go read another book, find a new podcast, attend a free webinar, or go down the path of piecemealing it all together. Join Alive AF and have it all there in one place for you anytime you need it. So, Go to angelamacenic.com forward slash alive AF and enrollment is open right now. See you inside.